us. And he is teaching us to recognize the signs. Because we're in a sign season. Even uh, my husband said on the phone, well, I was talking to him, I, I talked to him this whole week, but I was talking to him yesterday morning and we were talking about what's going to happen. He said, you guys should do a fire tunnel. I was like, oh, okay. And then I forgot about it. Then Jen and I were talking. She says, yeah, the Lord told me, he gave me this whole vision, which you can go back and watch the, the video. She said, but at the end, he showed me that we were supposed to do a fire tunnel. And she said, I've never done one before. And it's just the Lord confirming over and over what he wants to do. And it's recognizing those signs of confirmation so we can see what he is doing in order not to be caught up in what's happening around us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Lord asked me three questions. And I'm going to talk about two of them today. The other one I spoke on Friday night, so you can go back and listen to this. Um, but I did want to say one thing. When I come here, I am well taken care of and I'm well fed. Those men can dish some food out. They had yesterday, they had bowls of pasta that never ended. Every time they, if one would come to an end, there would be more. It grew and grew and grew. And you know, when men put food on your plate, it's like this. When women, they give you a bite. I said, oh, I, I love lasagna. I haven't had it in years and years and years. I can't wait. The piece took up my whole plate. Clayton, like, here, have a piece. And I was like, but I just want a little, because, you know, we're just women. We just eat these little bites. He's like, no. And I ate the whole thing. <laughs> it was so good, Holly, I have to say. But, you know, we did not go without spiritual food, and we did not go without real food. So when I get back to Florida, somebody asked me, she said, do you guys eat like this down there? I said, no, it's hot. We have to wear shorts. We, can't, we have to eat salads and grilled chicken. We don't get to eat lasagna and chili and stuff like that. And part of it is just, it's not, it doesn't get cold enough to eat hearty food. So when I come up here, it's like, oh, real food. It's not just lettuce, you know. Right? So it has been fun. And uh, I do have a prophetic word for your house as I was praying this morning. Because um, one thing I noticed about you guys is you have such a cooperative spirit amongst each other. And for you to just, I mean, I know I met all the women who were serving. The men are down there serving. The kids are serving. I mean, everybody. There's a cooperative unity in this house that you, you don't see all the time. And I told Pastor Jen, I said, I love coming here because it's so easy to minister here because your hearts are so full of Jesus. And you just want whatever he has, that's what you want. So there's just such an ease of ministering here. But as I was praying for you guys this morning, um, this word out of Acts, which she mentioned this morning, Acts 2, 46 through 47. So continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness. I definitely ate with gladness this week. And simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their church daily, those being saved. And that's what I feel like for you guys is that there is an addition coming to you. 
There is an adding to you. And as you rise up in an apostolic calling, as you reach Pakistan, as you're starting this other campus location, there will be more multiplication, more people coming in, more hearts being saved, and you will see not just people coming from church to church, but a harvest of new believers. And you are prepared to do the discipleship with them because the oneness of heart that you care. So God is going to bring in a harvest of new believers into your house. And I just keep seeing multiple services. So get ready, volunteers, to multiply, not you, but multiply others to be raised up in those positions. You know, God is calling us to raise people up to do the things that, um, that move the kingdom forward. And there is such a favor and an anointing and a, a glory on this house. One of my intercessors sent me an email this morning. She said, is there wood uh, in the building where you're preaching and I'm like, yes, the ceilings are wood, which are beautiful. And she said, there is a tangible glory that just exudes through this building uh, because of what they carry. And that glory is going to increase. So know and understand that you guys are on the very cusp of what God is doing in the outpouring of God. And know that she is not going to be the only one God's going to send out. That there will be teams and groups and others that he is raising up to go out to preach the gospel and to bring salvation to this region. And for your region, I kept seeing that God has Milwaukee in a bubble. That there is a bubble of protection over you. And I don't know, is there any government leaders in your house? No? You're the king. <laughs> we got kings and queens. That's right. Well, I just feel like you're going to have favor with governmental leaders, that you're going to be an influencer in the positions that you're in, and that Milwaukee has a bubble of protection over it. So things that are being affected outside of the outskirts of Milwaukee, and I'm talking about the suburbs and all that, that's what I call Milwaukee. Things that are happening outside are not going to be affected, uh, is not going to cause an effect to you guys. That God has got you in a bubble of protection in order to accomplish what he wants you to accomplish. Um, and I looked up, well, actually, my friend sent me. We have a lot of intercessors praying for everything up here. So uh, one of my intercessors sent me a thing that said, Milwaukee means good, beautiful, pleasant land, gathering place by water. So, and I just kept seeing the Holy Spirit. You know, this is a good and fertile land that you live in. And the Holy Spirit is flooding this place with the presence of God. And that's where you're going to see the great harvest for your region in this place. So, yeah, it's good. It's good here. It's good here. You know, sometimes I go into places and it's hard there and you have to break up the land. Well, here it's good and it's soft and it's supple and it carries an anointing of the Lord. So, so know that that's a, a well-cultivated thing here. So the Lord asked me three questions. He asked me one morning, he says, um, well, he said, 2021 is nothing compared to what 2022 will bring. Now, depending on how your perspective is, depends on how you look at that. I tend to go on the sunny side of things, so I'm like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome because God is good, and whatever he does, it's going to be awesome. But then he says, 
Can you prosper in the midst of oppression? Can you prosper in the middle of evil? And then the third question, like I said, I preached on on Friday night. Can you take hold of your destiny in the impossible? So he's talking to me about this, and I'm like, Lord, I know if you're asking me a question, it's because you've got a revelation for me. He's not asking my opinion. He's stirring my heart to hear what he has to say. So as I was, um, you know, listening to him, I I said, you know, I, I don't really know. I said, I wanted to read exactly what I said. I said, what does it mean? Show me what to look for. And he started talking to me about signs. Look for signs. And we're going to talk about some of the signs that he's showing us. The other thing he said was, look for the impossible and invite me into it. See where there is no way and watch me open the doors and provide the way. I am here. Look through the word and see the signs that follow my word. So that is confirming that when there's impossible, we just invite God into it and he'll work out all the details of it. It's, it's encouraging because we know what he's telling us is impossible's coming. Oppression is here. Evil is amongst us, but we can prosper in spite of what's happening around us because God is with us. And if we invite him into that impossibility, then he will make a way where there is no way in the natural. There is no way in the natural. And we've seen it happen over and over again. And I'm going to spend a little time talking about economy. So we're going to focus on that a little bit in terms of prosper. But one of the scriptures I want to share with you is Mark 16:20, And it says, and they went out and preached everywhere. Now, God is sending us out. And when we think, sometimes when we think of scripture, we think of it very literally. You know, they went out and preached everywhere. They went out and they did whatever Jesus led them to do. And that was the method of preaching. It didn't always come. You know, you're not always going to go to your office and start preaching the gospel at 8 a.m. when everybody comes in. God is sending you out to do what he's called you to do. And the rest of the scripture says... The Lord working with them. He is working with you in this and confirming the word through accompanying signs. So God is sending us out to wherever he sends us, whether we work, no matter what what we're doing, whether we're going to the grocery store. I talk about this all the time. Wherever we go, he is working with us as he sends us out and he will give us the signs that go with the assignment that he's given us to accomplish. He will give us signs in the natural. He will give us signs in the supernatural. And sometimes we won't even understand how it happened because we can't go back and trace, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, so this happened. We can't even figure it out. All we know is we were here We partnered with God. He accompanied us. Signs and wonders broke out. 
and we're here. And I'll give you an example of that. I've got quite a few, quite a few testimonies. One of our young couples, I married them a year ago. I married them. They got married with a lot of debt. And uh, one of their goals after they got married was committing to pay their debt off. They had done the, uh, we do the Dave Ramsey thing. The Dave, my husband loves to teach that. And, uh, but they had a lot of debt. Uh, and God opened up the door in the midst of lack. So their company did not have enough employees, so they offered overtime at a premium rate. She took the overtime, and in two months, they paid $9,000 worth of debt off. $9,000, that is a lot of money. And it's not like she makes, you know, $100 an hour. You know, she makes 25 something like that, you know, dollars an hour, something in that range. But just think about that. God took the momentum of her yes to move into the opportunity. She didn't sit in her house and say, God, we're committed to paying off our debt, so when you get that worked out, let us know, and then we'll do something. She partnered with God. God sent her an opportunity to make money because the word says, Deuteronomy 8.18, that God has given us the power to create wealth, right? That's what the word says. So we can declare that word over us and let God figure out the method he's going to create wealth for us. But it comes with us partnering with him and not planning on winning the lottery, right? So in two months' time, just two months of partnering with God in that, they paid $9,000 off. And by the end of the year, they have this other amount that they'll be able to have paid off. So in a time where gas prices are increasing, in a time where ports are closed, so ships aren't coming in, so there's shortages, in a time where it's hard to buy a new car because they don't have the chips to put in the car so they can't release the car. None of that is our issue because God is the provider of all things. And in this time where there is uncertainty, God is saying, put that impossibility before me, invite me in to give you a plan, and I will accompany you and follow it with signs and wonders to make sure that you're able to not survive, not to barely hang on, but to thrive according to the word because we're kingdom people. And that is one of the signs for the outside world that God's people are above. We are the head and we are not the tail. And believe it or not, economic shift within the people of God will bring salvations because people see a tangible sign that they can hold on to. And we understand that, you know, it's not all about economies, but there are seasons, there are time frames when God uses something very specific to turn the hearts of the unbeliever toward him. And when there is famine in the land, when there is lack in the land, he turns his people into producers in order to show the outside world that he is God. Yes. 
it is a demonstration of who he is. And it's, it's a very interesting time that we're in. And I have a zillion testimonies. One of our people, they uh, were going for their raise, and they were thinking of all the ways they were going to need to justify just getting maybe a 5% raise, maybe, you know. And they had a whole list. They prayed about it. They thought about it. They go in, and they're like, we're giving you a 30% raise. And they're like wanting to explain why they deserve it. And they're like, wait a minute, what did you say? You know, because... Because God can shift your economy without you even knowing it's happening. You, he just showed up. He worked hard. He did his due diligence. He's excellent at what he does. He just showed up. And God said, you think you're going to have to justify a small percentage but look who I am in your life. And they are giving you something outrageous because no one gets a 30% raise. I'm going to tell you right now, if you look at the corporate policies, you're lucky to get a cost of living. 1%, 2%, something like that. So that's where we can, those are signs. Those are signs from God that we can say, Lord, I've heard the testimony. I understand that you're releasing signs on economic shifting. So I am going to lean into that testimony so it can become my own. I'm going to partner with what you have for me so it can become my testimony. And, you know, he may not have a 30% raise for you. He may have something completely different. Because what he has for you personally is his very best. And his very best is like the multiplier of the kingdom. He doesn't give you mediocre. He doesn't just throw you something and say, nah, they'll be fine with that. When he moves on your behalf, it's always his very best. Amen. God, Jesus, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So can we prosper during a season of oppression? And there is a season of oppression right now. Uh, in our little town where our, where our church is, uh, they've been advertising that they're doing the witch and warlock, because we live near the water, uh, uh, paddleboarding parade. That's the big event this weekend. The witch and the warlock paddleboat parade, right? So that is what our kids are seeing. That is what our little neighborhood, our region is battling against. And every region has an assignment against it from the enemy. Our assignment against us is um, we are known for, uh, this is terrible to say, but for our gentlemen's clubs, our pornography, you know, Tampa is one of the worst areas in the country. Yeah, this is so nice to be known for that. We're also known as the Bay of the Holy Spirit. That was the name that we got over 200 years ago, the Bay of the Holy Spirit. So the Bay of the Holy Spirit has created a, an opposition from the enemy of what? Filth. And, and, and just disgust so that we, we look like something else. And now we're having a whole infiltration of this uh, witches and warlock. 
You know, we're having a whole infiltration of the uh, demonic oppression, but, but we all know, and I don't know what comes against your region. Do you guys know what comes against your region? Alcohol. Alcohol and drugs. So, so you, when you can identify what the enemy is using against you, then it gives you a greater power to dethrone the principalities that's been set against your region. And because you guys have regional authority, because you are an apostolic house, then it gives you a greater power over that. So take authority over those things. We take authority over that. We make declarations every Sunday morning over our region that that will not exist there. In fact, we've had uh, one of our counties, you know, we're Tampa Bay, so it includes several counties like you guys do. But one of our counties, they have created a task force to tear down all of these gentlemen clubs, these massage parlors, all this kind of stuff. The guy leading it is a strong Christian. He went to the, to the, uh, you know, the county council, whatever it is, got approval to do it, and they've shut down all but 13 of them. And they passed a law that once it's shut down, another one cannot open in their county. So, and that just took one man with a vision, with a prayer, with the boldness to go out and say, this is not going to happen in my county any longer. And he has completely changed the atmosphere of the county next to us because of his courage. So we have the power to do that. So we can prosper in the time of oppression. And I'm just going to share the story. And we, sh we talked about it the other night just a little bit too. The, the word for 2022 is 2 Chronicles 2022. And one of the greatest weapons against the enemy is our praise and our worship. That's the reason we're seeing such a strong breakthrough in worship right now. Because that alone is a, is a defeating element to the enemy. And in this section of uh, 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat is surrounded by the enemy. And they seek God because they don't know what to do. They're afraid. Do you ever feel that oppression by the enemy and you just don't know what to do? Well, the word to them was to praise and to worship. And as they began to praise in the worship, the Lord went out and ambushed the enemy. Every one of the enemy soldiers were killed. They were annihilated. And Jehoshaphat and his army never picked up a sword, and they never went out to battle. So we need to understand what are one of our main weapons in this season, and it is praise and worship. Because it provokes heaven on our behalf, that worship of God sends out, like you were welcoming the host of uh, the heavenly host, it sends out the army of God on our behalf. And then we just follow what God tells us to do. In Jehoshaphat's case, all they had to do was go collect the bounty. They went and took back everything the enemy stolen. Every treasure. Everything that had been taken from them, they took back and they took back plus more. It took them three days to collect 
all the bounty. So we need to understand in this time of oppression, we are partnering with God because that's what he's called us to do. But we are praising him and worshiping him because that gives us clarity to see the plan of God and to know when to move, when to act. What do we do? How do we work with you so your signs and wonders can accompany the work that we're doing? Okay. Come on, guys. I need, I, need, I need someone to say that this word is for me. I need someone to say that I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to put it in my arsenal. And where the enemy is trying to oppress me, he's trying to hold me back. He has stolen my finances. He has wreaked havoc in my family. Praise is my weapon against him. And the Lord will set an ambush for him, and he will not prosper against me any longer. And everything that he's stolen, I am getting back plus. I am getting back plus. And you may not need that. But my guess is, in this season of oppression, we need it. We need it. We need to understand what is God doing in this hour. So where is it the enemy has you surrounded? Is it your business? Is it your family? Is it your children? Is it your neighborhood? Do you have a neighbor that has a harassing spirit that is driving you crazy? Have you ever had one of those? <laughs> Prayer and blessings over them, right? Okay, the second part of this is uh, can we prosper when evil abounds? And I want to share a scripture out of Daniel because this is a word for you guys. Um, and let me just share one other thing. Do you guys know who Rick Joyner is at Morningstar? Yes. Okay. We're a part of Morningstar. I'm ordained under him. And I remember when I first started going there, he said, the church needs to have more money than the government so that when crisis arrive, we're not depending on them to take care of us. And that is what's happening right now. If you notice when there was that Mississippi issue where there was a bad COVID issue in Mississippi, who came and helped? Samaritan's Purse. That's who came. That's who came and opened up the hospitals. That's who came and set up the tents. What happened down in, it doesn't mean the government wasn't there, but they were ineffective compared to what Samaritan's Purse did. Same with New Orleans. When that second hurricane hit, who came? Samaritan's Purse came. They were down in Haiti. We have to remember that as the body, we have to have more economic capacities so we're not dependent on someone else's decisions against us that we have to agree with in order to be fed. We have to learn to take care of each other and take care of those who are suffering in order to not depend on someone else's agenda. And this, this is not a political statement. It's just a reality. If we depend on someone other than God to be our provider, to be our supporter, to be our wisdom, to be our clarity, if we depend on someone other than God to tell us what we can believe, what we can't believe, then we are oppressed 
in our hearts, we're oppressed in our mind, we're oppressed in our everyday, and we do not have the freedom, because where the freedom of the Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We don't have the freedom of the Spirit that God has given us. And God will show us how to combat the oppression coming against us. He will show us. Uh, one of our, um, one of the people that I work with, they were saying that they were uh, being compelled to uh, receive the vaccination and that because of a medical issue, they did not want to. And uh, they didn't send in a form to get it sent and all that. They just sent out, filled out the form that they hadn't gotten it yet. They sent them a confidential email telling them they had a $6 an hour raise. Now, does that make any sense at all? When God moves, it does not make sense. I can't explain it. I can't diagram it. I can't, I can't figure it out. All I know is when God breathes on us for us to have a breakthrough, when we're faced with something that we should not have a breakthrough, it just is what it is. And God gets the glory. But it's a testimony and it's a sign of what he's doing. It's a sign of when we are following what God is showing us to do, that he will breathe on the situation and make it be what it needs to be for us. And we can't explain it. We're like, how does that even work? How does that even work? I haven't filled out the forms yet. How does that work? But God works for us. It says that he accompanied the disciples, as they went with signs and wonders. We are no different. We are sent out, and the Lord is with us, and he is accompanying us with signs and wonders. And we think that means glitter or feathers or something like that. No, it means that he turns the heart of a man to bless us in order for us to do what he has called us to do. That's what a sign and a wonder is. He takes a hard heart and changes it and gives them a 30% raise, gives them a house that, that they can't afford and they lower the price because there's the favor of the Lord to make that work out. That's what God does. Oh, he is good to us. And it, it just, it's, it's almost scary. Because our brains are going, it does not compute. I have no idea what happened. All I know is I believe God. I trust his word. I partner with him. And he takes care of the results. And I live out of his results. I live out of it. So Daniel 5, he is at a party. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not a party for him. We understand he's in oppression. He's in an evil regime. He is held captive. He has no freedom to leave. And God has him there changing the hearts of the evil king. So in Daniel 5, I'm just going to read a couple of verses out of this because this is the kind of the last point I want to make. Um, they have that. Do you guys remember the story where the handwriting was on the wall? So the handwriting's on the wall. They can't figure out what it means. And uh, the queen, the, the, uh, the queen mother, it's the queen mother, tells the king, there's a man. And he is of excellent spirit. Now that's what I want God to say about me. That I am a person of excellent spirit. 
that there's a man of excellent spirit, that he helped your father, Nebuchadnezzar. And if you call him, he'll be able to tell you what this means. And the king goes on and says, well, if he does, I'm going to give him riches. I'm going to give him all these different things. He's just going to really be promoted. So Daniel comes in, and here we go, for chapter 5. Daniel comes in, and and I wanted to read this one section. It says, um, it's about Daniel. He says, and this is what I want you guys to grab hold of, and I want you to hunger after. Uh, It's verse 12. It says, inasmuch... As an excellent spirit, knowledge, because the Lord gave Daniel incredible knowledge, understanding, interpreting interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas. He was able to explain things that were unexplainable. Don't you want to have that spirit of the Lord in those terms where you are so excellent that you understand things that aren't understandable by the spirit of the Lord, that you're able to explain things that no one can explain by the spirit of the Lord? Oh, that's available. God makes it available for all of us. If you want it, tell the Lord you want it and to fill you up with it and teach you how to use it according to his glory. And so he goes on and he corrects the king in verse 22, 522. And it says, um, it says, but you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all of this. He knew what happened to his father. And you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of the heavens. Now, saying that to someone in power and position can get your head cut off. Sometimes we're afraid to say what the Lord has put on our heart because we're afraid of the man that stands in front of us instead of the God that hovers over us. Sometimes God is calling us to rise up and say what is pure and what is holy and what is true on God's heart. And it doesn't mean that we're called to attack that person, but When there's an inquiry, the king is inquiring. David has the answer. It's not the answer he wants to hear, but it's the answer of the Lord that he needs to hear. Sometimes we just need to give the answer of the Lord that needs to be heard. He gives this answer to him. He explains to him what it means. It means that he has been found wanting. That God has weighed him, he's measured him, and he's been found wanting. And the king doesn't cut his head off. What does he do? In verse 29, it says, Then Belshazzar gave the command, and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in all the kingdom. Sometimes when you stand up for what's right with God, you get a promotion. You don't get fired, you get a promotion. Sometimes you jump the line. You jump past where others are because God sees he can use you in a way that will release the kingdom in the situation that you're in. Sometimes we have to have the courage to say what God is showing us in order to get the promotion that God has for us. As long as we withhold and hold back and and, and let the fear of man take us, then God can't promote us forward Because we don't have the courage to speak or to act or to do what God has called us to do. This is a message to stir up an apostolic house that is ready for this word. You're ready for this word. And there's some of you who are struggling with what God is giving you for someone because you know it's going to go over like a ton of bricks. 
in your mind. But in God's economy, you don't know what he's going to do. Daniel could have said, mm, I got that, but I'm just going to hold. I'm going to hold back. But as he spoke, God elevated. Just like with Joseph, as he spoke, Pharaoh promoted. Our promotion doesn't always come by another Christian. Our promotion comes from the outside world so we can invade that space and take it for the kingdom of God. That's who we are. That's who we are. And that's, that's where God has called us. Those are the signs he's showing us. I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to give you a raise. I'm going to not let you be fired because you didn't do what they wanted you to do. I'm going to give you the house you've been looking for. I'm going to move on your behalf. I'm going to bring your son, your daughter back home. I'm going to move on your behalf because it's a sign to you of my kingdom coming in this season. And the harvest field is so ripe. We're not waiting for four months because it's happening right now. We have 2,000 people staying up for hours and hours and hours. They were probably there for six hours, you think? Because they wanted to be baptized in the water, to be cleansed, to be found pure and holy. Because someone doesn't mind getting up at 3 a.m. preaching the baptism word to them. And it cost her four hours of time and a lot of no sleep. But the harvest was so big. The harvest was so big. They have 40 pastors. Boom. Boom, boom. You know, God wants to do it different. I was telling everybody at the group, we just did a baptism via Zoom. I know that sounds so weird when they, when she said, she's, we have a web church and uh, we have someone in Austria. They're like, I've got to be baptized. God has done so much. I've got to be baptized. We did a baptism via Zoom and one of her friends were filming it and she dunked herself you know I did the words and all that we talked it all that but she held herself under for 25 seconds because she was so touched by God I said you can come up you can come up now she would not come up because the power of God was on her so strong she just couldn't lift herself up and when she came up she's like I've never experienced anything like I mean, that is what God is calling us to. This, this is a ripe season of signs and wonders. God has given us signs to what is happening. We are not afraid about, she had to go fill up her car this morning. She only filled it about half full. She said, usually it's full by now, but the gas prices are so high. Who cares? God is our provider. He will, we are, we are declaring. That our economy will not struggle. That our economy will not fall apart. That's what we're declaring. But regardless of what happens, God's given us raises. He's given us promotions. He's providing doors that are impossible for us to go through. You know, she didn't have to go to Pakistan. She changed Pakistan from a TV screen. Have you told him the bathroom thing yet? Only a couple people. Can I tell it? Okay, so we're driving, you know, I, she was at the pastor's conference that we did uh, two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. So I have to tell this because this is where we just got to get out of our headspace, yes. you know. So I'm going to tell it. So she is in Colorado, right? And uh, she needs to preach. It's, it's, it's late in the night, 2 a.m., perfect time to preach. Uh, so her mom's in her room with her asleep. She goes, hotel rooms, so she goes into the bathroom, sits on the toilet, gets the TV screen all ready, gets the light behind her. 
she preaches from the toilet seat. That's right. You know why? Because it was the only place available. And they don't know. And God doesn't care. He doesn't care. We've got to get past our own selves so we can see. If this is where I'm going to preach today, this is where I'm going to preach. And you know what? People got saved and people got healed. And she was telling me, blind eye. The guy, they were just very casually, this guy who was blind, he can see now. And she's like, say it again. Because I have got to know what God is doing. Because it's a sign of what is coming. What is happening right now. Who cares? I'm sitting on the royal throne. Isn't that what they call it? We can't care. We have to care about, you know, it looked fine. They didn't know. They know now. But you know what? Jesus saved. The word went forward. Signs and wonders followed. And uh, Jen just lost some sleep. And her mom says, I didn't even know that was going on. I mean, we, we, this is such an awesome time that we're in. And, you know, I'll tell you, one thing that COVID did was it caused us to be creative. It caused us to think past ourselves. It caused us to brainstorm and figure out how are we going to get the gospel out? How are we going to do this? Because we were trapped. But Jesus is never trapped. He is the creator, so he gives us every creative idea we need. And it is a great story because it's just a testimony to resilience and perseverance. She could have said, oh, I'm with my mom. I can't preach tonight. Da, 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 da. She's like, hmm, how do I do this? Bing! God's like, I don't care. He doesn't care. He gave the invention to the commode to somebody. But, you know, so that, I mean, that is the glory that we're living in. That really is the glory that we're living in. That God will show up regardless of what doesn't seem right in our mind. God is still God. He can still move. He, he can heal people from where she was. And they were. They were just people healed and saved. And they're coming like droves running in you know in the scripture they come and they say how can we be saved that is the question that is out there right now and they may not use that phrase but what they're saying is I am desperate I don't know what to do I can't feed my family I've lost my job I don't know what to do well, let me show you who is the author of all things. Let me help you connect with the one that can show you everything you need to do without a breath. Let, that's what people are asking. It may not come in our Christian terms. Oh, I need to be saved. It's coming. I am desperate and I need help. Let me help you. Let me share the testimonies that, of financial gains. Let me share how God healed me of a dozen different things. Let me share how what your situation is, I have an answer for because I am of excellent spirit just like Daniel. That I have an understanding that I can solve enigmas that are facing you that you don't have an answer for. But he says, my God has the answer for everything. Let me help you. That's how salvation's coming. Because people are hungry for an answer that's real, that's tangible, that they can depend on. Not a, um, 
whatever the counterculture is for the moment. They're looking for something that they can lay their life on and depend on. And God is sending us as the answer to their question. Amen? Amen. Okay. Woo. I think that's a good word today, isn't it? That's a good word. Okay. I don't really have anything else. If you guys want to stand, we'll pray over them. I want to release this over you. I want to release a financial.